Hey y'all, welcome back to another podcast episode. Okay, so today I want to talk to you guys about a movie that I saw when I was a kid, but I, like, I'd never really forgot about it. I just, you know, I didn't think about it often. I didn't forget about it. I just didn't think about it often. But recently it came back into my, my, my brain anyway, and I was like, you know what, whatever happened to this movie? So I decided to rewatch it, and it's a movie called Pinocchio's Revenge. Yes, Pinocchio's Revenge. Now, I found out that it was done by the same studio that did the Leprechaun films. Yeah, those films. Um, <laughs> did the Leprechaun films. And like I said, I was a child when I first watched it. I remember my parents thinking it was hilarious. My dad was like laughing throughout this movie. Um, and I I watched it with him because, you know, it was <laughs> it's Pinocchio. Um, it reminds me... Um, it's nowhere it's nowhere near as good but it reminds me of like snow white a tale of terror um because like i said i'm a huge disney fanatic a huge disney fanatic so something titled pinocchio i am going to watch it now originally this film was actually going to be called i think pinocchio syndrome or something like that um it was still gonna have the name pinocchio but it was gonna be like i said like a like a like an idea that there was something like pinocchio like mentally i guess about the movie um uh some like you know some kind of pinocchio mental state i guess um which was kind of interesting so anyway the film starts out <laughs> it's a very 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 cheesy film let me let me tell you that um but the film starts out in the rain there uh there's a man driving a car and he stumbles upon what looks like another man burying a body um we end up seeing that this guy is burying indeed a body of a young boy um to which then this the, uh, the the gentleman that stops him, I think he's like a ranger, like a park ranger or something, stops him and like basically threatens to shoot him. The guy turns around. He's he's just very like gone in the face. And we end up seeing that in the stead of the body is a puppet. Um, or at least the, the, the puppet was buried with the body. Some, some, some junk like that. Anyway, um, then we skip forward to a trial and basically... This, the same guy that was out in the woods uh, bearing the body of this child, which it turns out to be his son, um, is is wanted for murder. There turns to be there turns out to be like a streak of murders, basically, that this man is being blamed for doing, and he just doesn't say anything. He's just very quiet. You know, there's there's just nothing about him. Um, they end up taking in the, the the puppet as like evidence, obviously, and his lawyer um, ends up somehow getting her hands on the puppet at the law firm that she works at. I guess they didn't really know what to do with it. Um, they kept it in 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 the building, but it somehow ends up in her car. Um, anyway, but she ends up looking over like crime scene photos of basically these murders of these children uh, that took place and. Like I said, all of these kids are being like they've all been hit hit in the head with like a like a blunt object, and um, this guy is being framed. This well, they believe this guy is the one that murdered uh, these children. She even goes to speak to him at one point, and he just doesn't say anything. He actually admits that he's the one that kills these kids, but she doesn't believe that that's true. Even though he does kill his own son, she doesn't believe that. Um, he killed these other kids because they were like, you know, they were hit with something and caused trauma to their brain while the son was strangled. And she didn't understand why he would strangle his son and then murder these kids. Which I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, honestly, that's not far, far fetched to me. Like, you know, if he's a murderer, yeah, maybe he, maybe like, I mean the, the other detective or I'm sorry, the other, uh, 
lawyer she works for uh, at the law firm, the guy even explains to her, like, well, maybe he killed his son because he had to versus, like, wanting to. Like, maybe his son found out what he was doing and he killed his son in a different way. But also, I think, you know, I do think that, you know, a killer probably would take a different approach from killing, you know, uh, some random person versus killing their family member. Like, I, I could see that being a possibility, but for whatever, for her reason, her reasoning was just like, nope, not possible. Anyway, so we get into her personal life, and it turns out that she's a mother, um, and she's a young daughter who's about to have a birthday. Uh, she also has a nanny who lives, I think, lives with them in the house, or, like, comes over every day, who I think is also, like, Italian. She's got a terrible Italian accent. I don't think the actress who, who is uh, playing this part you know, that's an authentic accent for her. I think she actually was putting on an accent, um, cause it was pretty bad. And then, um, she also has a boyfriend, this, this, this lawyer. And, you know, the boyfriend is kind of trying to take the father role. He had, uh, he wants to get involved in, in their lives. They want to move in together. And she has a, she has an ex-husband who we never see in the film. Um, but he is estranged, basically. He doesn't really, it sounds like he's, he wants to be close to the daughter, but he's just not close to the daughter. Like there seems to be some issues between the daughter and father and, and how much he's around and doesn't want to be, you know, take part. Um, it seems like he tries to care, but he just doesn't really execute that well. Um, the little girl has a psychiatrist that she sees periodically, um, because of the situation, I guess it's caused her some sort of trauma. So the mom wants to make sure that she's good to go. Um, we really don't get a backstory as to why she's in therapy. I mean, a lot of kids suffer, you know, a lot of kids not suffer, but a lot of kids have, you know, come from divorced parents. I too come from divorced, well, separated parents. Um, but I never thought I needed therapy for that. I needed therapy for other reasons, not for that girl. But, um, I guess it's the mom just making sure she's taking every precaution for her child that she can. Anyway, so little girl goes to school and she's bullied in school. There's a bully in the school that doesn't like her. However, comma, I feel like this bully girl in the school, she isn't necessarily a bully. Like the little girl, like the, the, the main little girl in this movie, honestly, in my point of view, she's kind of the bully. Cause when we first meet these kids, at least if maybe I missed it a moment where the, the bully looks at her first, but she mentions the bully's name and basically calls the bully dumb or she's, she's Doolittle. They're like, Oh, you know, this week we're reading Matilda next week. Next week we're going to read Dr. Doolittle. And the main girl goes, Oh, well this girl will like this. Cause she does little. And I was like, oh, okay, well you, you opened your mouth about her first sis, like you salty. And then we also see her handing out like birthday cards. Cause she's going to have a birthday and she's inviting people. And she like, purposefully does not invite the girl that she's that's bullying her so I'm kind of like I don't think I like I I think her bullying of you is kind of justified if you're gonna be mean to her like you know what I mean you're gonna go out of your way to be mean then like I mean I don't I I don't know like I didn't feel bad for the main girl when it came to that bully because I was like y'all both are shady like y'all both just seem shady to each other like stay mad um (laughs) I wasn't buying that so anyway Sorry, little girl's party's approaching and the mom has no idea what to get her. She's like, you know, I have a gift coming for her, but it's not going to arrive on time for the birthday and blah, blah, blah. Little girl gets into a fight at school. She bites the ear of uh, the bully to the point where she's bleeding. So this little girl is like, she's not really to be messed with. She's just not like, I I mean, the the, the, the main girl. I wouldn't mess with her. Like you bite in my ear and I bleed. Uh Uh-uh. Like, I'm not messing with you. It's just not going to happen. So... Anyway, um, this is where we get introduced to, uh, Pinocchio, uh, as in, like, into, into their lives. Um, he's sitting in, in the, the mom's office chair and somehow ends up in her car later on that day. And the mom thinks that the, the guy that she works with, uh, put him in the car. Um, and so she's just taking him home. 
I guess. So anyway, she takes Pinocchio home and she ends up, I'm, I'm probably telling this story out of order, who cares? Um, but she ends up giving Pinocchio as like kind of a loan present to her daughter. And her daughter's like hooked on him. She's like, I love him. Oh my God. She's like hugging him. She's just like all up in him. And he has strings, by the way. He has, he has uh, strings on him that comes into play later. Um, and so we end up going back to the guy in prison and she's like, I'm going to try to get you off. I don't think you did this. And he's like, I killed all these kids. Like, you know, don't try to save my life. I'm a lost cause, blah, blah, blah. So she ends up basically not being able to save him and he's executed. And she actually goes to the execution and watches him die. Um, and this is kind of where we start seeing Pinocchio kind of like alive a little more, I'll say. Um, her boyfriend plays with, uh, the mom's boyfriend plays with Pinocchio kind of like as a joke. And we find out later that Pinocchio doesn't like him playing with, with, with him and just kind of wants to be with the daughter. So, um, he starts devising plans on how to get rid of like the excess people in their lives. He just wants them to be a family, him, the, the little girl and the mother. Um, and then we start seeing like, as their develop, as their relationship develops, he ends up speaking. Like we can see him speaking to her, to the little girl and just telling her like, you know, well, you know, David is the guy that she's seeing. I think like, well, David's going to try to take, take your mom away. The maid is going to try to take your mom away. Everyone's going to try to take your mom away from us. We need, you know, if I, I want to be a real boy and I want to have a sister and a mom and I, you know, this is how we have to get rid of people. So, um, basically they end up telling her the story of Pinocchio like you know Pinocchio's a bad boy and you know he's he's very misled he's misguided he's kind of rude actually in the story which is true I've said this before Pinocchio was actually really rude in the story um because Pinocchio is actually kind of a, a, a foreboding story rather than this happy story that Disney has painted for it it's it's a little bit different um there's a cricket in the movie she ends up finding a cricket or a grasshopper I guess uh for him and uh, he ends up squashing it well, it ends up getting squashed at one point. Uh, but anyway, so getting back to these these main characters. Um, what ends up happening one night is that... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me get back to the school. So the bully and her have another altercation. And the bully ends up throwing Pinocchio over the, the wall. And Pinocchio ain't having it. Pinocchio's like, oh, hell no. So Pinocchio ends up landing by a rake and I think an axe or something. I'm not sure what he lands by, but but the mean girl's like riding off on her bike. Um, a pole ends up going through like the, the barbed wire that she's riding by and she ends up falling off the bike and getting hit by a bus. Now, she... yes. Now, I'm not laughing because that's funny. It's actually terrible. And I like, oh my God, did they just kill a little girl? Like, I don't remember this movie like, when I was a kid. Like, I remember certain scenes. I don't remember that. Turns out she didn't die. She just got really, really banged up. So again, this is like, uh-uh. So mama's like, what is going on with you? And she's like, Pinocchio did it. Pinocchio's mad. He was mad at her. And mom's like, well, I bought you a doll for your birthday. It finally came in, the doll that you really wanted. And the little girl's not feeling that doll. She don't like that doll. She's like, nah, I'm cool with it. And later on, she finds the doll, like, underneath. The mom finds the doll underneath, like, a bed or a couch or something. And it's all messed up. Like, it just looks terrible. And suddenly, like, little girls, like, uh, stuffed animals start kind of going missing one by one. And, um... The mom was like, and, and the maid are like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are you tripping? So one night the maid can't work and um, it's up to David, the mom's like boyfriend to, to stay and hang out with the little girl. So he does. And all of a sudden, like Pinocchio starts tripping and she's going to find him. Like, hey, I can't find Pinocchio. And he's like, you need to go to bed. Your mom's going to kill me if she sees you awake down here. Uh-uh. So she's like, well, Pinocchio's in the basement. I need to go to the basement. He's like, no, you go back upstairs. I'm going to go to the basement. By the way, I have to say this little girl, one thing I have to say about her, her clothes are so fly in this movie. Like, it's a 90s movie, but I was like, dang, like, 
she's dressed to the nines. Her fashion was cute. Like, I don't know why, but her fashion was cute. I was like, what? Like, honestly, real talk. She, okay, you know, she dresses like how my, my cousin, my older cousin used to dress. She was a little bit older than me. Um, but she used to dress like this in the 90s, the same way. She had a jacket that went with every outfit. Like, I used to be low-key jealous because my clothes were cute, but not like that cute. Like, her clothes were cute. I was like, the fuck? My parents were, we were not, like, I'm sorry, but a lot of kids in the 90s, like, y'all parents did not know how to dress us. Y'all parents did not know how to dress us sometimes. Girl, we were wearing, like, spots and stripes together, and it wasn't cute. I have pictures of me at Disneyland where I'm wearing, like, a polka dot shirt and some striped pants. I was like, who let me out the house like this? Who let me out the house like this? Are you playing? These colors don't match. You can't wear spots and stripes? Like, no, not a bitch. Mm-mm-mm. No. Like, <laughs> No, oh my, even some, okay, real talk, even some of, like, my Barbie and Ken clothes when I was a kid, I was like, who bought these? Who thought this was cute? This is nasty. One of my Ken dolls, I remember, I'll never forget him, I don't remember who bought it for me, but I had a Ken doll back when I was younger, and he had, like, this neon yellow-ass jacket with these, like, neon purple sleeves. It was just not cute. It was, he looked like a fucking highlighter. I'm like, this is not cute. This is not it. Who did this? Like, but that was like 90s clothes for you, man. A lot of us kids did not dress right. But her mama made sure <coughs> she had nice clothes. I was like, damn, look at you. The fashion. Girl, she dressed better than the parents. I was like, the fashion. Some of her outfits were just very cute. It reminded me of like watching Blossom when I was a kid. Blossom didn't always have the best clothes, but she had cute clothes. Anyway, pff, sorry. I know that. Side note. Side note. But I was hella jealous. I was like, those jackets though. Like the jacket that she had on, I was like hello that black jacket like who are you anyway so <coughs> the movie the movie's fashion choices get 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 a get a good mark i guess i suppose the maid her clothes were cute i guess whatever anyway so david is at home with a little girl by himself and he's like going down to the to the basement he ends up tripping over something in the basement i'm not even sure what it was to be honest i don't remember but he's like he thinks it's a little girl so he's mad he's like "Uh uh-uh little girl like you better be upstairs in your bed i'm getting hella pissed now you're doing too much right so he ends up going back up the stairs and the door ends up slamming in his face and it knocks him backwards so he like falls backwards down the steps and I'm like oh maybe he'll be okay nah he's bleeding on his head he so he bleeds out of his head but he's not dead so it turns out the little girl called the police and luckily she did because if she not called an ambulance for him he, he would have died he would have died so um the mom comes home and then she sees her daughters at the hospital the little girl's freaking out and she's like you know Dave fell down the stairs Pinocchio pushed him blah 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 um <clears throat> so they get back to the house and they find out that he's going to be in stable condition. He will make it through, whatever. And that's when Pinocchio's telling the little girl, like, I didn't mean to push him. I'm so sorry. And she's like, you know, you you know, we, we got to do better. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Cut my strings. And I'm going to go apologize to David myself and let him know that it's me. Because, like, the psychiatrist was tripping. He's like, hey, like, your daughter came to my office. And she just was, she was tripping. And I got some footage I need to show you. So he's like, hey, you know, the little girl's like, you're trying to incriminate me. And I'm not cool with that. And he's like, you know what? You're right cut my strings. I will explain to everybody what's going on. She's like, you're going to do that for me. He's like, yeah, I'll do it for you. So middle of the night, she cuts his strings and he, we finally see Pinocchio like moving and running. So he ends up running downstairs and like the mom, I don't know how the mom doesn't see them, but she ends up running downstairs, uh, after Pinocchio and mom's like in the kitchen or whatever living room doing her work, which I was like, but David's in the hospital though, where I would be a little bit more frantic than that. Like I know it's the next night, but still whatever. So Pinocchio ends up running to the hospital. Little girl, like, loses him somehow. And we see... 
like Pinocchio running through the hall. Like, we don't see Pinocchio himself, but we see, like, Pinocchio's, like, vision running through the hospital. And I'm like, nobody sees this. Like, nobody. Like, the hot, like, this should have been a scene, like, where most horror movies were, like, nobody's ever in the hospital waiting rooms. Like, nobody's ever there in the hospital. Have you noticed that? Like, there's always, like, one person on staff at the hospital in horror movies. Like, no, it's never full. It's never well lit. Well, this movie was like, nah. They made sure all the halls were well lit. They made sure everybody was up in the damn, like, up in the room everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, and nobody sees this? Like, nobody sees somebody little running around. Like, are you, are you playing? You don't see a puppet? Are you, are you playing? Are you playing? So, and anyway, Pinocchio ends up going into uh, David's room. And David's, like, just, you know, I, I thought he was stable, but he ends up, like, you know, taking the plug out of the wall, which I guess causes David's heart to race real fast, and he's no longer stable, and he's dying, and, like, the, 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 the beeping of the machine is so loud and obnoxious that I'm like, you need to tell me that nobody came into this room. Like, the hospital looks fully staffed to me. You mean nobody came into this room to see what's going on? And they, he managed to die? Like, are you, are you playing? Like, are you, are you playing with me right now? So anyway, he dies. Um, the main character, the, the the mom, she ends up getting a phone call from David's mother, which is like, the call bothered me. I'm not sure why it bothered me, but it bothered me. Like, I don't know why it bothered me, but it did. I was like, this is a, this is unnecessary. Like, I mean, y'all could have just like had her answer the phone. The mom spoke real quick into David's dead and then cut to the next scene. Now y'all had to have the mom go off and like, just like pour her heart out in this really awkward way because I'm like how do you end this call like I was thinking I was like how the fuck do you end this call like I I don't know how to end this mama won't stop going off about her son being dead like how do you end okay whatever so we cut back to like the next day and like the mom's like grieving David you know she's trying to be okay but she's also trying to be there for her kid all this kind of stuff and now it's like basically the, the the maid's turn like that's all I can really say so the mom goes to the therapist and she goes she goes to a priest and talks to the priest about demons and stuff and you know and and she she brings up like the son of Sam and other killers like that and like what makes them kill or you know what makes them you know just just go crazy or whatever and she's really worried because you know the the uh psychiatrist is telling her that her daughter's crazy so little girl goes to see the, the, the psychiatrist I'm I'm backpedaling um and we've like I said we see Pinocchio's like mouth moving and talking to her having a conversation uh the therapist is like pulled away for a second because he has to answer like some kind of call or whatever and um he comes back into the room little girl's like screaming at Pinocchio and he starts to see there's a problem so that's why the mom has to go to see him the next day so she sees him and he shows her a video of little girl talking to Pinocchio but Pinocchio's mouth is not moving however little girl's like responding as she, like like she would to Pinocchio and she starts screaming so he's like you know your daughter needs to be like put in a ward and she's like what how dare you like no it's not my kid like something's, something's not right blah, blah um anyway so we end up cutting back to the house because the little girl had to stay home from school that day um and she's like, you know, I'm not feeling well. Can you go get me some juice? So the nanny goes to get her some juice. And then the little girl goes back to her room to find the cricket that, you know, because the nanny's like, well, you know, you gave Pinocchio his conscience, so he should be okay now. So she goes to check on the cricket. Sure enough, the cricket has been squished and the little girl starts screaming. The nanny looks like she was going to drink the juice that she was going to get the little girl. I'm like, what the, f-? like, you going to give it to her? Why are you drinking the juice? So she freaks out. She drops the juice and goes to look for the little girl. So she goes to look for the little girl and as she's walking down the hall she gets tripped (laughs) and then she basically gets hit with like this like like a fire pick a fireplace pick or whatever and uh she ends up getting killed 
so then we cut to nighttime. The mom's coming home from, from work or wherever she's at. And like, you know, she's just like, where's my daughter? What's going on? Um, and she ends up getting hit with the, with the fire pit thing like that, that killed the, the nanny. So, um, she's like, she, she stumbles over and then all of a sudden the little girl has the fire pit. And, you know, she's like, uh, don't hit me. And she's like, no, I'm not going to hit you, mom. We're like, we're good. Like, I took it away from him. We're fine. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so little girl runs off somewhere and the mom's calling after her. And then we see Pinocchio and Pinocchio's by, behind the couch. We finally see his, his, the mom finally sees his eyes move and he goes to attack her with a knife. So she's like, what the fuck? So she ends up running upstairs or down the hall, whatever, into one of the rooms. And she's like trying to keep the door closed as he's like shouting and yelling at her. Um, and then like she ends up getting stabbed through the hand, which I was like, ow, painful. Um, because <clears throat> she's holding the door. So she gets stabbed through the hand and like, she's like freaking out. She thinks he's gone. Uh, then the door like busts open and Pinocchio comes at her and tries to attack her. Like he jumps on her back and stuff. And of course it's just, it's very like, what the heck is going on here? This is just like kind of dumb. So they end up going out to the living room and she like grabs Pinocchio. She tosses Pinocchio and he ends up falling into a table. And all of a sudden, instead of Pinocchio being there, it's her daughter. And then the mom, like, basically collapses. Um, and then we cut to a scene where the mom is, I think, talking to the psychiatrist or whatever. I don't know if the daughter's with her. I can't remember. But, like, basically, the daughter's going to get put away. And she's like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, it's not my daughter. It's Pinocchio. And she, the, the psychiatrist is like, no, it's, it's your kid. So, basically, at the end of the day, it turns out Pinocchio was just a manifestation of her idea. Like, Pinocchio was real, but the little girl was the one actually committing the murders. Um, just like the little boy was the one committing the murders before, which is why the movie was going to be called like the Pinocchio syndrome or something like that. So my analysis of this or my hypothesis of this is that Pinocchio, I'm assuming Pinocchio is possessed by something and is whatever's possessing him. The doll is possessing the kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's weird that the same inanimate object is, causing another child to kill does does that make sense to you like I like I'm not really sure what it is I mean I mean I guess if you take that out of the equation it's just Pinocchio just so happened to to get into the hands of two kids that you know were I don't want to say unstable but sure like we're just we're just kind of unhinged I guess um but I feel like there's more to the story than that like I feel like there's something to the Pinocchio doll itself that causes these kids to kind of go you know, a little cuckoo, I suppose. I, I kind of like the idea of the story, which honestly, this movie, had it had better, like, quality, it could have easily had a sequel and kind of dove more into that. Because it's very, like, it's very Chucky without being Chucky. And it explains a few things better. Because when I was thinking about the hospital scene, going back to that, I was like, well, you know what? Like, I mean, people would still question a child being in a hospital unattended, for sure. But I could see patients or patients and, and, and nurses thinking that obviously this little girl's with somebody. She maybe went to the restroom or she maybe she went to go get a snack and then came back to see a family member or whatever. I can see them kind of excusing that versus a fucking puppet. Like a puppet, you would have to see that. You just have to see, you would have to see that. Um, and it would also make sense to like, uh, to get some of these people in more vulnerable situations to where like she could kill them and, and manipulate them but it's just it's it's interesting like it, when you when you go back and you rewatch the film you kind of see how she feels like okay well you know it's Pinocchio talking but in her mind but 
we see that she's obviously like she knows a little bit about the case that her mom was working on she knows that her mom's cases are very important to her and very special to her so this is a way to get her mom's attention she knows that you know david kind of poses a threat because she has a dad and she doesn't want her dad to be taken completely out of the equation and she doesn't want to be replaced um and she feels like david might might take her mom away which she does state that to her therapist so when you go back and you rewatch things you're kind of able to see like okay i can see why she would do this thing now killing the nanny doesn't make sense because the nanny was the only one in her corner um the entire movie now unless she just doesn't really care for the nanny and the nanny's just like the help which again would help my claim of the little girl herself being somewhat of a bully because like i said i feel like some of the things that she she did to the bully where she cost herself like some of the bullying that she experiences i think she causes herself by being mean to the other girls around her like some of the other girls around her so to me like when you look at it through that lens it's like okay i can see this movie making some kind of sense and like it just it ended up being more interesting towards the end than stupid like of course the finale kills with pinocchio running around was just dumb but i did like the idea that at the whole time it was all little girl and everything else was just inside her head and the mom wanted to see the manifestation of this doll because it, the case it was related to and because the fact that this is her own co- her own child and she has a personal bias of course towards her own child she doesn't want to see that her own child is a problem just like that guy that she ended up trying to get off who died um she didn't you know he didn't want to see that this is his kid he didn't want to he didn't want to accept that reality but he finally did when he killed his kid he finally realized it's not going to stop until i stop it so it was it was kind of interesting how like her the mom's <laughs> mental state mirrored the guy's mental state and her kid's mental state mirrored his kid's mental state and i wish they would have actually focused more on the acts of that child like i wish they would have gone back and told the uh the other man's story a little bit uh with his kid but i mean I don't know like I to me like I said the movie was actually more interesting than it than I thought it was gonna be Rewatching it I thought it was gonna be much more like I mean it's still cheesy it's still bad in some ways but the acting isn't terrible the mom does a really good job at her at her role the, the, the little girl does a good job too the people around them do fairly good jobs as well like this isn't a terrible movie it just it needed a better budget I think, and it needed a longer running time where you could explain certain things away. Um, but I guess also not having to tell, like sometimes movies are interesting, the, the less that they say, right? The more they do and the less they say sometimes is, is a bit more interesting. I um, mean, it does leave it open as to why this movie didn't get a sequel. If it was remade, could it be better? I think it could be. I think if you maybe make the doll look more creepy, but also made, like like I said, say, uh, at some point tell the son's backstory. Um, and I don't know, I like there are just certain things I think they could have done better about this film to make this film much better. This film never went to theaters, obviously. It, it, it looks like a straight-to-video um, movie, which could be another reason why a lot of people don't know about this film. Um, and the title Pinocchio Syndrome, I think, sounds better than... Pinocchio's Revenge because it really isn't Pinocchio's Revenge like the story of Pinocchio like since Pinocchio's basically all in her mind like what's happening is all in her mind there really is no need for it to be titled Pinocchio's Revenge that implies that Pinocchio has vengeance right that there's some type of vengeance Pinocchio is taking but it turns out that it's not even him but maybe Pinocchio's Syndrome maybe that gives the title away too much and maybe that's why they decided not to go with that kind of title because it's like wait well if it's called Pinocchio's Syndrome then that would mean that like 
someone's mental state is in the state of Pinocchio. So it might give it away that, okay, well, it's not Pinocchio committing these crimes. It's the little girl. It was the boy before her. So I don't know why they went with that title. I There could have been better titles to, to go with than those two. But I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I end up watching the movie on YouTube. You can watch it in like parts and segments, like, you know, um, and it's not very long at all. And it was interesting. I Like I said, I really did enjoy what I saw. Like, oh, I saw the whole thing, but I really did enjoy the movie to, to, to a degree. It's not the worst that I've seen, um, which I guess is good. But yeah, if you guys haven't seen this movie, but you're interested in it, it's called Pinocchio's Revenge. You can watch it in segments on YouTube. I, I heard you can find it on Amazon Prime, but I looked and I didn't find it. Um... And so, yeah, definitely give it a watch, and I'll see you guys next time. I will get into Snow White, A Tale of Terror. It was one of my favorite Snow White films. I actually really love that movie. Sigourney Weaver plays in it. I think Sam Neill plays in it as well. Um, And fun fact, the girl who plays Snow White in that movie, she did another movie with the director of this film. So it kind of ties, they kind of tie in together. I kind of like that. It kind of, yeah, okay. But yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Pinocchio's Revenge is available to watch somewhere. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you.